You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello, it's Rebecca, your personal growth mentor. Welcome to Inspiring Your Shine, and today we are going to be covering simple and spam-free tactics for you to do your social selling, expand your reach, and how to use your platforms to serve, sell, and prosper. So this is part two. So if you did not yet listen to part one, it is right above or below this from last week, and it is called Social Selling Basics that you need to know. And so make sure that you get that and listen to that as well. You may even want to stop this and go back so that you can get everything in sequence because I have created a mentoring worksheet for you and what you need to do is look in the notes for a link to an online fillable or a printable PDF that you can access this information so that you can go over it, apply it. I ask you mentoring questions to help you to get clear so that you can put this information into action in your business today. So as we get into these simple and spam-free social selling tactics, I'm going to be covering with you some ideas about how to sell without selling. I'm going to be talking about what is social selling, social listening, social networking, and social influencing, as well as giving you some really good tips on how to create desire to magnetize your customers to you and make your job a whole lot easier. So let's get into this. And like I said, get that worksheet. It's going to give you everything that I'm going to be talking about in writing. You can take notes, then you will have an opportunity to put things into action. And I will ask you some really great mentoring questions to help you to get clear on how it applies to you and your business. So let's start with how can you sell without selling? What? What do I even mean by this? Well, the, the thing is, nobody wants to be sold to and nobody wants to be a slimy salesperson. So what are the tactics that we can utilize on our online platforms in order for us to show up in a way that creates desire and makes people want to buy without being really salesy? So one of the things is that we need to learn to be a resource of information and education. And I want you to recognize that this is not just a nice thing that you can do. This is your job. If you are selling a product or a service, then it's your job to inform and inspire your potential customers and your current customers as well. It's an ongoing process, and the way that you do this is by showing up regularly to inform and inspire, to educate, and help them to come to a yes so that they're buying from you, but also just to make their lives better. This isn't all about you. And so maybe there'll be things that you do that don't necessarily lead directly to a sale today, but I promise you taking the time 
and doing your job to inform and inspire and educate people is a worthwhile thing for you to do. And so if you are not posting on your social media five to seven days a week, it can be one platform, it can be multiple platforms where you're just doing it a couple of times on one and a couple of times on another, but you're showing up across the platforms regularly and consistently every single week and then you are also putting out some kind of weekly content I talked about that on day one so you should have listened to that and I'll just reiterate that that is things like taking your company's newsletter and sending out a weekly highlight for each section or maybe you're just sending something an email to them that is some kind of a blog or a story or a testimony. Maybe it's just something to give them more knowledge in ingestible bites. So let's just say you sell oils. You're just sending them an email that's talking all about ideas for lemon oil, something like that. So it's very easy to create weekly content as well as taking that whatever you're doing weekly, you could then use that as your inspiration for what you're going to be talking about all week on your social media. There's lots of great ways to do this. We'll talk more about it. So the second thing about how to sell without selling is you need to offer solutions to common problems in your industry. And whatever it is that you are representing, whatever genre you're in, you need to really think about how are customers struggling? How are the people that you're serving? What are their pain points? What are the problems that they're having, they are having that you can solve? What transformation can you make in their life to make them happier? What's in it for them? You really need to be speaking to that. And it really comes down to being helpful. How are you being helpful in the lives of the people that are reading your posts? And so that can look a lot of different ways. It can be, again, that you're just informing them about a way to use something in a way that they never thought about. I personally love transformation stories of like befores and afters. I always love those kind of pictures and stories. It can be a problem that you solved um, that was an emotion. It actually has an emotional attachment to it, but you solved maybe a physical problem, but it then also took care of an emotional thing. That could be really huge. And so what are the things that you can solve for people and really breaking that down? So when I work with my clients in a coaching type situation and we're building out their content for their brand, then I will have them look at different categories within what they are doing. So I will just use me as an example. And I was in the jewelry industry years ago and so I could talk about different ways to wear jewelry I could talk about style in general I could talk about the colors of the season and how to mix those so I could really start creating multiple conversation and information pieces by just looking at magazines or at our new catalog and pulling information from that. And so you can do that same thing too, regardless of the industry that you're in. So be helpful. So just ask yourself, how can I be helpful? What are the kinds of questions that I get asked in person when we're talking about this subject? What do I hear other people asking about this subject? What are things that people might want to know and might be interested in knowing that can help them in some way? The next part is, how can you be of service? And that is about 
adding real value instead of constantly soliciting a sale. We talked about that you are 95% relationship building on your social platforms and only 5% selling. So that's 5% of an ask of any kind or even an informing of a sale or a limited time of something or anything like that. So you want to make sure that you really are being of service to them and that you're given value and not just selling at them. That you are not just informing them about your great product and sell without really considering how they are being served through the way that you're posting. And next is how to be nice to people and not sound like a bot. So you have to give them reasons to connect and engage with you. So if you are just copying and pasting messages to people, then people are going to really know that you are not being really sincere or personal toward them. So it's a really good idea if you're sending a message to use their name. I made the mistake of leaving off somebody's name. I normally do it and they called me out on it. They were, and it wasn't even a copy and paste message, but they that's what they're used to getting. And so they just jumped to that assumption. And um, so it just reminded me how important that is. And you want to make sure that all of your posts are having some kind of a like engaging question, asking them about themselves. And honestly, this is going to give you more things to draw from on in better ways to serve your audience by asking them to engage back with you. You can do polls. You can put a leading question at the bottom of something. So let's just say that you're talking about a product. You're either sharing a testimony or a story about how great it is. But then at the end, you ask them about their experience or what's their favorite. Because don't assume that your stuff is what everybody needs to have. Let's just leave room for other brands to be noted. Because we don't ever want to make it seem and have this idea like everything that my company puts out, everything that I do is the best. That's not necessarily true because there's something for everyone and certain people will maybe not be able to use certain products. It just didn't work for them because they're an individual and we need to not have ego about that. Stop trying to act like everything that you offer is the best. It might be great, but it's not the only offer and it's not the best and it comes off egotistical when you behave that way. So I want you to agree to just be nice. Don't act like a bot by being so vague and cookie cutter to every single person. Try to individualize it a little bit when you're speaking to people and create ways for them to connect and engage with you. The next thing is I call this how to sing in tune. And what that means is that you must have 100% belief in what you are selling. If you are talking about things that you don't really believe in, then people will catch on to that. And I know that I've definitely taught from places of things that I didn't really think that it was as great as I was trying to sell it to be. And so I really focused always on the things that I really believed in. And I just left the other things that I didn't believe in out there. I didn't even bring them into the conversation. So it's very important for you to have 100% belief. So that this is a problem sometimes where people get in on an opportunity because it's great, but they don't really love the product. 
but they really love the opportunity. And they've noticed that some people will bite and buy and they might be making money. And so they continue to stay in that, but their heart isn't really into it. So I want you to know that when you do that, people sense it. And so it's very much like when you are singing the song and you might be singing the right lyrics, but if you have ever been to a karaoke challenge and somebody is up there and they don't really know that version of the song or they don't know the song well enough, so they're singing, there's music and they're singing the lyrics, but it just feels all wrong. It's not an enjoyable experience. It's very off-putting. So make sure that you really believe in the things that you're talking about. If you don't believe in it, if you don't know enough about it, don't talk about it yet. Wait until you really know. And maybe you could even twist it and go back to that engaging piece where it's like, I don't know a whole lot about this. It's new. What do you guys know? Because maybe they actually will be able to give you some information. All right, moving on to a different section in the workbook. You definitely want this. It's such a great tool for you. So it's about having a presence on social media that nurtures and can generate leads for you so that you can be in a long-term relationship with your customers and they will know, like, and trust you and refer their friends. That's what social selling is. So now that you know my definition of social selling, now I want to talk to you about social listening. And what social listening is, is that it's you engaging and solving problems on your page or other business pages or within groups. You can search groups and hashtags and forums for conversations where you have an expertise and are able to assist and give guidance to people. So I'm sure that you've seen this where somebody will go into a group and they'll ask a question and a lot of people will come back and try to be helpful and answer those questions. So this is you being helpful and of service, but it starts with you listening. So you are listening to conversations that are going on. You are listening to your customers by asking them questions and getting feedback. Don't be afraid to ask the customers what they think. Even if people say negative things, you can look at that as an opportunity to inform in a different way or as an opportunity to not try to change their mind, but to see where people are coming from so that you can come up with something that can overcome objections or overcome a thought process that some people might have. And so social listening is so important. And we get in this habit of I'm the expert and I'm just going to talk at you all the time. And what is more important for is for you to get in a place where you are really putting your ear down to the ground and you're listening to the people's problems of whatever it is that you solve, whatever pain points you solve, whatever transformations that you are promising people that you get really good at listening to the conversations that are going on around you. And then of course, you are creating conversations to create solutions. You're answering questions, you're informing. Maybe it's even that you create some kind of a PDF or some kind of a video to address those concerns or address those problems in a way that can serve and inform your people and even the people that are not yet customers for you because it always paints your reputation your online reputation in a good light when you are showing up to be of service without any pitch and asking anything in return and you're just giving 
when we give, it creates reciprocity and people want to give back to us, but it all starts with really listening to what they want. And I need to admit that this was something that I really had to work at, not because I'm unwilling to listen, but I just got in this place of thinking I knew what was best for them. And I have now heard it over and over and over of don't make decisions and do things without asking and listening to what your customers need. Because a lot of times the things that I think people are going to love, it ends up being not as well received as I hoped. And the things that I didn't think anybody would care about, they actually love. So we have to make sure that we're listening. The next thing about social selling that we need to know is we need to know about how do you do social networking these days online. Now we, we've learned about how to do it in person, but how does it work online? And social networking is all about collaborating with individuals and brands that share your ideal clients. So we don't want to spend too much time networking with people that are doing exactly what we're doing. Yes, we want to be friendly. We don't want to have this ego about not doing cross-line. We want to have relationships. We can get ideas from each other. But it's more important for you to be spending your time networking with people that have a similar client, but they're not selling the same exact thing as you. So you might have a similar vision of transformations that you want to meet, make, meaning they might be in the health business, but maybe they deal with the gut and you deal with weight loss. And so it's a great collaboration because you have similar clients, but you are not in direct competition. So that's a win-win, right? And then you can also be associating with people who are influential. So these might be people that are not at all in your business, but they might be people that are your friends, that you know that they're very respected, people really value their opinion. And if you could get them to get behind your brand and what you do and every once in a while share something or say something or use your products, not because you want to try to get them in your business. I think this is a mistake that a lot of people make when they're networking is they feel like everybody needs to to do what they're doing, that they need to get everybody in their business. And I want you to know that other people have value for you, even if they don't want to be in your business. And don't disregard the fact that some people really will want to just use your products. They may not want to be locked into a monthly thing, but they might be interested in using some of your products. And if they are influential and they are connectors, then they will tell people about it. And so make sure that you're not overlooking that. And then we could also get on the radar of other people who are influential online that have created a great, a really strong personal brand, that they have a following of people who know, like, and trust them, then there might be a way for you to collaborate and network together and that you can be exposed then to their audience as well. So keep that in mind and really think about how can I network with people who have a similar clientele or people who are connectors and how can I collaborate with them? And that even goes back to, can you collaborate with a online brand that let's just say, again, you sell health product or natural product, then maybe you want to connect with chiropractors because they would be in that same vein, but not be in direct competition. And they are a different version of a business they're not doing it online necessarily but you could maybe go and do a booth at something that they're doing I used to collaborate with spas because women who came to spa events would also be interested in looking at jewelry in between their waiting for their next treatment or whatever so think about how you could collaborate and that will open your mind the next thing is social influencing 
Social influencing is all about establishing authority on social media, and you do this by sharing valuable content. Like we've been talking about, this is where that showing up five to seven times on your social platforms a week, plus doing some kind of regular ongoing weekly content makes people take a look at you and view you as an expert in your field. They will take you seriously. They will see that you are a player. You are not somebody who's just trying to pull one over on somebody. You won't look slimy like a slimy salesperson in any way because you've been showing up and giving value and you can be counted on. And then people will just begin to think of you as an expert in your field and When you take a genuine interest in helping and improving the lives of other people, they will really want to buy from you because you have shown an investment in them. And so now that reciprocity rule kicks in and they will eventually do a sell with you. It may not happen overnight. It might take time. Some people warm up faster than others. But sometimes we're just looking for the person who's ready to say yes now and we're disregarding the loyal customers that might be a little slower at making a decision or transferring their money to a different area. And they actually are usually the more long-term loyal customers, the more contemplative people tend to be more loyal than those people that are ready to say yes right away. The say yes right away people sometimes aren't as loyal because they're off to the next thing that they're ready to say yes to. And so I want to just put that in your mind and make you think about things a little bit different about social influencing is it's a long-term game. You're not just looking to influence for just today and who can say yes today. You are in it for the long term. Let's move down to how do you create desire to magnetize new customers to you? And create desire for your current customers to repurchase or to try something new. How do you do that? Of course, we can tap into the old way of doing things a little differently online by doing demos. So you can now make videos of demos or you can go live and do a a demo. You could even demo a product. A lot of the influencers will open up something and they'll try it right in front of you and they'll give their opinion as they're going through it right then there live. It's very powerful. And you can also do demos by asking your customers to make videos of them experiencing the product. Maybe you could even do it like a contest where you ask your customers when they are buying something, if you send me a video that I'm gonna enter you into this contest, you can then use it in your stuff and it's social proof, right? Not through you. When it's a third party that is doing it and they're liking it, it's very powerful and create some kind of a contest around that for the people doing that for you. Most people would be willing to do that and it could be very powerful for you. Another thing that you can do, of course, is samples. You can leverage your online platforms to offer samples to people, have some kind of a system, sit down and decide how much money can I invest in getting some samples in the hands of people. How much is it really going to cost me once I take the time, the the postage, the containers, whatever it may be, and what am I willing to do to send out these samples? And just know like, okay, if I invest 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it may be in creating and sending out these samples, then I can expect a return on my investment of whatever you think that you can do. But the thing is, and this is where people mostly go wrong with samples is once you give a sample, you need to follow up. 
just like your business card, if you give a business card out with somebody, then you need to make sure that you are going to then connect with them somehow and do some kind of a follow-up because otherwise it's just like throwing money on the floor. It is of no value to you to be giving out something that you've invested in if you are not going to follow up. And I was the worst at following up. I would get, first of all, it takes some level of organization, but also I would just get really um, intimidated to follow up because I felt like I was bugging people. So I want you to commit to yourself to have some kind of a, if I'm going to invest in these samples, have a plan and a tracker for you to follow up and to make those samples make you money. There's no use in doing them if they're not going to make you money, okay? And then the next one is definitely trials, like letting people try something before they buy it or reminding them of the guarantee that if you try it and you hate it, we will make sure to take care of you. And so there's a zero risk. Think of it as like a test drive. So I have heard that the reason why car dealerships want to get you in that test drive is because you are like something ridiculous like, 75, 85% more likely to buy if you test it out. So we want to make sure that we, maybe if you have a system that you want people to try that you can ship it to them or drop it off to them. Again, you need to make sure that your investment is worthwhile. You need to make sure you follow up with it and you have a way to for sure get it back. But that is a very effective way to do things, to let people to try it. Or maybe you create small, tiny, little samples that people can test drive and try out before they buy it as well. You don't have to wait on your company to provide those things for you. Be creative and think of how can I get this in the hands of people to try. Then you have, what about just putting out tips of how people can successfully use the products? This can be a sheet that you create that when somebody buys something, you can email it to them or send it to them in the mail. It can also be just like little infographics that you make if you're good at design and you know how to do that use canva you can make little infographics that you then send as kind of a follow-up for people and it's a way to serve them because now they've invested money in something and a lot of times we can't remember after we've been told how to use it or we forget about it and we it just sits there we don't even open it or we try it once and we don't continue to use it. We want people to come back to us and use things again and again and want more. And the way that you do that is after the sell tips and tricks and continuing to inform and inspire them to want to use it. And so think about how you can do that. The next thing is create hacks. And these are like alternative ideas for how to use a product or how to solve a problem that they may not have thought of using it. So in jewelry, we used to love to show people how they can turn a necklace into wearing it multiple different ways that they may not have thought of. Like you can take this one long necklace and you can double it up or you can use it as a belt or you can wrap it around your wrist like a bracelet or you could tie it in a knot and have it be like a draping thing that will stay in between and not get wrapped around your boob. And so we had tips like that and people would just love it. But think about how your products can be used in ways that are not right in their mind in the present that they can be like oh wow so what you're doing is you're adding value like you can use this cleaner for this task and that's what most people think of it for but you can also use it for this and you may not have thought of that and it adds value and you can do these things online and show people these different hacks and these different ideas of how to use your product in ways that they wouldn't 
necessarily think of themselves. So then you're adding value, you're adding desire, it's magnetizing people to you to either buy more or to buy from you in the first place. And they might, if you create really great content, they might even share it and show people like, did you know this? Look how cool this is. And that's the kind of content that we want to be putting out there. It's a really great way to create desire by showing people behind the scenes. Show people how you're using the product or how you implement the service into your life. Show them behind the scenes for me. I can show them behind the scenes of how I'm working, how I set up my podcast. I can show you guys peeks into my life behind the scenes, peeks into what, who I'm about, what I'm about, the different things that I'm involved in and doing. And it just gives people like that feel good feeling about you. Like you are trusting them enough to let them in and they get more invested. And when people are more invested, it creates more magnetism. And the next thing is to do to definitely highlight customer transformations. So if somebody has a problem that you or your product or service was able to solve, try to be capturing those things. Again, you could do some kind of a contest where people show you and enter in their stories and their tips and tricks, or just testimonials, really taking pictures of those things, creating snapshots, putting them on your stories, doing video testimonials, interviewing clients and customers so that you can show little video snips of how your product or service has impacted the lives of others. This is social proof. It adds so much magnetism and desire because when people see other people getting results in some way, then they want that for themselves and it will make them pull the trigger and finally buy from you. The next thing is is that We want to remember how powerful stories are. Stories were the first way that people communicated. And so whenever we can put something into a story form or we can take them on a journey through a story and we can give examples of something through a story, people will connect with you while they're telling the story and their mind is actually in sync with you and they are going on a journey with you and they are visualizing what you're saying along with them. And so it's a really amazing way to connect people and get them invested in what it is that you're saying. And it's also a way to make it more memorable. If you're just spouting information all the time, then they may not remember as much as if you tell a story, then often that will help them to remember what you said. And they can then tell that story to someone else. It's very, very powerful. So that is what I had for you today to help you to show up in a simple way, in a spam-free way on your social channels. So let's just reiterate that you can sell without selling by knowing that you need to be a resource of information and education and inspiration, and that is your job. If you aren't doing it, you are failing at your job. And that overall, what you want to be when you're online is helpful. And think about all the different ways that you can be helpful to people who are not your customers, people who are your customers. And if you are posting on your personal profile, try to think of ways to do things that are not just for the people that want your product or service, but maybe a little more general that it can be beneficial to all. Saying things that are beneficial to all sometimes, not just for your ideal client, can be a great way to serve people so they don't completely tune you off or unfollow you. And 
making sure that you're being of service and you're being nice and you're not sounding like a bot with one word replies or generic phrases. Get it more personal. Use their name and make sure that you're singing in tune, that you really believe what you're saying, that you're sold out to it and you're not just trying to do what somebody else did, that you're not just taking a script and trying to use it for yourself, but you don't really believe in it. Try to really get it in your own heart before you talk about it and sing in tune so people don't tune you out, right? And then we remember that social selling is all about nurturing and generating leads by being of service and engaging with people. Social listening, where you're really putting your ear down and listening and asking for input, even if it's negative, because you can then solve that problem. If there's negative feedback, that's almost the best feedback. And social networking, by networking with other people that have similar clients to you, networking with people who are connectors and influential and and really leveraging those relationships that you have and making sure that you're trying to be of service to them as well by, you know, if somebody's referring you a lot, give them something. Don't just take advantage of people. I know that there was somebody I had been referring business to and they didn't even give me a thank you card or a thank you text even. And I referred like three people to them that they did business with and I got nothing. And that really offended me. And and you better bet that I stopped referring them. I did. I, it, it really hurt my feelings. And then um, with the social influencing, that is just making sure that you are establishing your authority in your expertise by showing up regularly and giving great valuable information. And then you can create desire by demos and samples and giving test drives on your products and services. You're giving constant tips before and after they've purchased and you are giving hacks which are alternative ways to use your products you're doing behind the scenes and letting people peek behind the curtain so that they can get to know not only you but your processes and how you do things that you are highlighting the customer's transformation that's social proof people need to see social proof and that you are using stories to take people on a journey with you to help them remember what you are saying so thank you so much for listening make sure that if you haven't if you're driving or something make sure that you go back and find the link for the pdf if you have listened to this on day two but you didn't listen to day one go back there's some phenomenal information there i try to give you guys all the best i so appreciate your time i don't take it for granted i am so grateful for you taking the time to listen to what i have to say i want you to know i'm here to serve you with all my heart i'm always here for questions at inspiringyourshine at gmail.com and you can access those worksheets in those links below if you've never given me a review I would oh so appreciate it I promise I'll give you a shout out for it I will use you as social proof and give you a shout out and thank you on my social channels and Also, if you would share this with a friend, I would be so grateful. I really need to grow to keep this momentum going and growing so that I can have worldwide reach and we can make a difference together. So thank you so very much. And I will see you next time. Until then, shine bright and make a difference. 